When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, oh, P-Mac. P-Mac the black on black. his Monochromatic with the dog tag. I'm here for all the flavor. How we doing? Hey, fantastic. Yeah, you got to go black on black, especially after yeah. Thanksgiving, you know, when you ate an entire burger or two and uh, <laughs> everything like that. It's great to be here. I love that I'm joining the L.A. cast here. The L.A. Right. cast. This feels good. Oh, yeah. It's real Hollywood out here. Let me tell you, Something Pat. Like that. All right, let's get into it. So the highlight of the Week 13 slate is an NFC a championship rematch between the 49ers and the Eagles. San Fran was forced to play multiple QBs in that game as Philly won 31-7 to advance to the Super Bowl. Both signal callers enter Sunday's matchup on a roll. Brock Purdy leads the league in QBR this season, while Jalen Hurts is coming off a five-TD performance and yet another comeback victory. Brazilian. The Eagles can all but lock up the NFC's top seed as ESPN Analytics would give them a 95% chance to do so with a win. Now, reminder, the one seed gets the only bye week in home field advantage for the playoffs. It is worth noting that ESPN Bet has the 49ers as two-and-a-half-point road dog favorites over the Eagles. That would be the largest home underdog. Oh, the line just moved. The line just moved to three. They just adjusted that here on ESPN wow. Bet. That would be the oh. largest home underdog role in a regular oh. season by a 10-1 team with their primary starting quarterback. I gave you a lot of numbers, but you all get the gist, okay? Shannon, are you ready to talk? I am. Because I got questions. Okay. Are you surprised the Niners are favored at Philly? I'm shocked. Really? I'm shocked, considering that the, the Eagles and all the things that you mentioned, they're 10-1. Their primary starting quarterback is in the lineup. And considering what they've been able to do thus far, only losing one game, I'm very surprised. And I do understand what the 49ers represent. Um, they've been the most efficient, the most well-rounded group when they've been all there. When you have Christian McCaffrey, you have Debo, you have uh, uh, Big Trent Williams into the starting lineup, they seem unbeatable. And they're healthy. But I'm still shocked that they're going on the road. And I get Brock Purdy, the QBR, the completion percentage. I get what he represents. But this is the Eagles. They are at home. We know what they represent in that building. So, yes, as well as the 49ers have played, it's not like the Eagles have been slouches. So, yes, I am very surprised that, they, that, they've, uh, um, um, that they're three, a three-point underdog. And normally the home team gets the three points. So, basically what they're saying, you're a six-point dog. Yeah. Because normally the home team, Stephen yeah, right. and P. Mike, right. you get three points just for being at home. Mm -hmm. And now you're a three-point dog. So basically they, they believe the 49ers are at least six points favorite, at least a touchdown better than the Eagles. I, I don't see that. Could they win? Absolutely. And I might just even pick them. But I don't, I, I don't know about this one. Go ahead, P. Matt. Yeah, I think you're, what you're saying is um, obviously all very real, especially with Philadelphia. Those Johns are a real home field advantage, too. I mean, that, fans, that fan base is a part of the game. They obviously get Buffalo Bills players to push them in the middle of the game. It is a real home field advantage, but I think the reason why the sports books have it this way, ESPN Bet has it now at three points, I think is because if you look back at that NFC Championship, and Molly said this is an NFC Championship rematch, but in that game, it wasn't really the San Francisco 49ers. First drive, Brock 
Purdy, boom, Tommy on. How you doing? If you recall the next series, Fred Warner dislocated his shoulder. Bosa got a cleat to the leg during a punt play. There was just one thing after another where That's they funny. couldn't even uh, the couldn't even throw a got ball. Uh, no, for the right. second half of an NFC championship game. It is an absolute terrible situation. If you talk to the San Francisco 49ers after that game, it is a bad, bad topic to bring up. We got That's to right. see Debo Samuels at Radio Road down there at the Super Bowl. And we That's said, right. man, Philadelphia, what happened? He was just furious about it. I saw George Kittle at WrestleMania, him and his family. And I said, what a run you guys had last year. And then obviously the NFC championship happens and they go, don't even talk about it. Don't even want to think about it. It was a game that really soiled their souls because they believe, and Ankh, you know what I'm saying here, they yeah. believe that the football gods quarter to three them pretty much since the beginning <laughs> of that game all the way toward the end of it. So they've been circling this game yes, since right. then. And also another little fact that you can add in, the Niners played on Thanksgiving Thursday. You know, Eagles played Bills overtime Sunday. They got a three-extra-day break as well, even though they're going across the country to Philly. I think the Eagles are the hottest team right now. I think they're a more rested team. And I think the books are right. I think this is going to be a Niners game because of all the different things can kind of add it into this one, Stephen. I think, you, I think you're absolutely right, Pete Mack, and I'm rolling with you on this one. I'm not surprised at all that the San Francisco 49ers, Shannon, are the favorites in this game. And one of the things that I kept bringing up, if you remember, as the, as the season has progressed, I keep talking about San Francisco and thinking they should have been the team in the Super Bowl. They feel they never got a fair shot. What team do you know in NFL history loses four quarterbacks in the same season? Okay. That's what happened to them. And Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, and Josh Johnson. This is what happened to them. And they're thinking, like, damn it, we had to rely on Christian McCaffrey behind center. I saw Debo Samuel too. He came, to, he came to our show, Super Bowl week, right there, Pat McAfee, and he was right on the set of first thing. He was livid, livid, because he's like, yo, we didn't really get a, sh- to, uh, really get a shot to compete in that particular game. A regular season matchup doesn't make up for that, but it does send the message we're coming, and this right. is what we think we would have done against y'all if we had had all of our ducks in order. Now let's go. Let's rewind back to the last three weeks. You beat Jacksonville. You boat, state, your boat, your boat raced them as Jeff Saturday would say, okay, you've got a situation where George Kittle gets about 116 yards. You sit up there and you beat up on Tampa Bay. Uh, your IU gets about 156 yards receiving. Then you win last week against Seattle. Christian McCaffrey has over 100 yards rushing. Each week, there's somebody different that beats you. They got all of them brothers. Plus, they got, I, I mentioned Kittle already. Obviously, Debo Samuel didn't mention him. You got Kyle Shanahan calling plays. You got Trent Williams back just throwing bodies all over the damn place for crying out loud. Okay. Okay, so they look different compared to what they did when they had lost about three straight. That's why they're favorite in this game, because we're watching the Eagles pull out victories, but Four consecutive games, you're down double digits. And San Francisco, meanwhile, is bum-rushing folks. Yeah. That's why you would be a favorite in a game like this. I'm not surprised about it at all. I think it's going to be a nail-biter. I think it's going to be a thriller. But it doesn't surprise me at all that San Francisco wins this game. Well, defensively, you look at the 49ers since the addition of Chase Young. They've gotten 15 sacks over the last ah. five games. It's going to be very interesting, P-Mac. Is Lane Johnson going to be able to go? Because that's going to be that's uh, Nick Bosa's side. So now you got your backup going against Nick Bosa. You want to have him neutralized. You got Armstead. He's coming along. Hargrave all of a sudden getting into the mix. And you got Chase Young. You got Cleveland Farrell. You signed to Randy Gregory. They're going to be. They're going to try to put pressure on Jalen Hurts. But you have to be careful. Once you get even with him, you're going to have to level off. Because if you run past a guy like Jalen Hurts, he jumps out the window. You saw what happened in overtime. It's lights out. 
Yeah, and to expand upon your point about Chase Young's addition there, 15 sacks, I think three games, Unc, actually, not even three five. Games. Three games. Yeah, three, three, Ten three. of those sacks are with four. Yeah, with four men, with four down. So when you only have to have four down to get pressure, get 10 sacks in three games, you can let the rest of the defense hunt. And we know Fred... Exactly. So it's like right now they are playing at their zenith. They look like the team last year going into the NFC Championship. And I completely forgot about people holding those three losses over the San Francisco 49ers head. To your point, Stephen A., when Trent Williams and Debo Samuel are both back and healthy, that's a different team. They're the ones leading the team onto the field with the boom box coming out. They are actually the first two off the bus. Those are actually the first two off the bus. So whenever you didn't have them, they're a vastly different team. Now they're in their full form, still pissed about what happened in the NFC Championship game, playing their best football. Uh, this Niners team, just like they have been for the last, what, four years, right. feels like they're Super Bowl contenders. Not that the Eagles aren't, but it feels like they're playing at a Super Bowl level earlier than the Eagles will be doing so this year, even though I love this Philadelphia Eagles team a lot. And also, but you got to look at it, Stephen A., the Eagles don't lose at home. They've only lost, like, one game at home in, what, the last two seasons? Yeah, Yeah, but what I'm saying is you got to have all your ducks in order to go against San Francisco. For example, you're going to – it's not just about A.J. Brown because you see what happens when people key on him. Devontae Smith's got to step up. Zadeska shows up and he catches a big touchdown catch Mm -hmm. the other day. You got Goddard out right now. Who's going to fill in at the tight end spot? Swift is balling, no question about it. Tremendous pickup for them. I love what I'm seeing from him. But you can't be one-dimensional against San Francisco. You're going to have to bring all your horse to the barn. You're going to have to make sure all of y'all are ready for this one. This is what it's going to take to beat San Francisco. That's the message that they're sending. Right. You look at Tredavious Ward. He's done a great job going against the opposing teams, number one. He did a great job against them last year in the championship game. So it's going to be very interesting, and that's what they've been able to do. They said, okay, you get get 1A, and we're going to go hunt with the other guys. I do love, though, that for, like, what, three, four weeks there, we just had crap football games pretty much. Just crap (laughs) matchups, crap matchups, crap matchups. Now we got like this is like the NFC Championship happening yeah. week yeah. twelve week thirteen. Let's go! Thank you NFL schedule makers, and I'm happy everybody's healthy for it. Obviously, we hope Lane Johnson is going to be good to go as well because he's a right. massive piece for Philadelphia. Yeah. That's, last right. nugget, That's a great point. last nugget. Yeah. San Francisco wins this game there within one of the Eagles in the win and loss column, obviously. And as a result, if the Eagles find a way to fall again, San Francisco would end up having home field advantage. Don't think that that doesn't play a factor because who wants to go to Philadelphia Lincoln Financial Field, particularly in an NFC Championship game, and have to play in those confines? Who wants to do that? I know Dallas rooting for the uh, 49ers. How about that? Nobody. (laughs) We know that. Hey, Mac, what's the hot topic (laughs) on the show today? The Pat McAfee Show after us every day, well, noon Eastern, Monday through Friday on ESPN. What are you excited about to talk about today or talk to? Uh, known ayahuasca user Aaron Rodgers coming on the show today. So can't wait to hear what's coming out of his head and his mind and his recovery about the Achilles. Because, you know, where, where the Jets are, is he still trying to come back? We'll see. You know, that's a classic TV tease. But, yeah, a lot of stuff, obviously, with how hot the NFL and sports world is as a whole. I saw that Russell Westbrook uh, take you had, Stephen A. I don't know him at all. I only know from what I see on TV. You saying about how great of a human he is and everything like that. We never get to see that. I hope we get that's to see right. that at some point. Because all I see is a guy who's like the most competitive human of all time. 
all the time. You're right. He is a great guy. But, again, he wears that on his sleeve, that chip on his sleeve a bit too much. And I think that gives the wrong perception about who he really is as a person. But let me say this to you, P-Mac, before you get on out of here. Because I love, you know, everybody, I, Molly has accused me over the years of having a man crush on Aaron Rodgers. Because he is oh, a bad man. That brother, I still man. do. He's a bad brother. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Rodgers is one of the baddest quarterbacks ever in life. But let yeah. me say this. As much as I love him on, his sh- on your show. I don't want to hear about how we being too hard on no damn Zach Wilson or we overreacting. Damn it, we got two eyes, too. I want to hear that, Aaron Rodgers. All right? Yeah. I want to hear that. Now, you yeah, talk about yourself, and I'll stand yeah. down because he's one of the all-time greats. But I'll be damned if his football analysis is going to convince me that Zach Wilson is something other than what our eyes are seeing. Yeah. Okay? That's all I want to say about that. Yeah, yeah. he's just yeah. trying to be – yeah, I think he's being a teammate, but – you're not the only one who feels that way. Bob Sala feels that way as well. I think that move yeah. was made. I mean, there's a oh, lot. Bob. There's a lot of people Bob. with eyes that saw yeah. Zach Wilson play football over the last few years. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, see better than Paul. I hear, P. Mike. That's right. right. Yeah. I see better than I hear. I know what he's saying, but I know what I see. Mm. <laughs> hey, I'm hearing a lot about you on Nightcap. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm hearing a lot. And I'm <laughs> seeing a lot, too. I'm seeing a lot. Good luck with everything. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. It's conference championship week in college football. The slate is highlighted by Oregon taking on Washington Friday night in Las Vegas. Top-ranked Georgia facing Alabama Saturday in Atlanta. Also in action Saturday in Texas, which beat Bama earlier this season. On that note, we welcome in Robert Griffin III. How we doing, Robert? Doing great. How y'all doing? I like the suit. Stephen A. Yeah, y'all looking What's sweet, man. Appreciate What's that going grip. on, man? How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. Pleasure to be on with you guys. Absolutely. All right, Robert, I'll start it off with you. Which one lost yeah. team is more deserving of a playoff spot, Bama or Texas? Well, Molly, right now, neither of them are, if you look at the way things are playing out. Uh, Florida State, if they win the ACC championship, they'll be undefeated. Um, you're looking at Georgia, if they went out and they win the SEC championship, they'll be undefeated. Um, 
Michigan, if they win the, the Big Ten championship, they'll be undefeated. So both of these teams are praying uh, and need some help from other teams. But if it comes down to whether it's Alabama getting in with one loss and they win the SEC championship and knock off Georgia, or Texas getting in with one loss and they win the Big 12 championship, it's a very easy answer. It's Texas. 100% all day, every day. And the reason that it's Texas is not just because of the head-to-head. It's not just because Quinn Ewers went in there and threw for 349 yards and three touchdowns. It's not just because Texas owned the line of scrimmage in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and won that game and passed the eye test. It's because of what both of these teams have done down the stretch. Alabama has struggled at times with the eye test. They got taken to the brink by Auburn this past week, needed a fourth and 31 on fourth and goal just to be able to have a chance to win that football game. Texas is coming off a 57-7 win against Texas Tech. They've looked dominant. They've done what they're supposed to do. And if they win the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State, they should get in over Alabama if all the dominoes fall to where it's between those two teams. I'm not flowing with that right now. Alabama, that's where I'm going if, they, if it falls out that way. Now, I do understand, I, in all seriousness, I get your argument about Texas beating them head-to-head. It was week two of the damn season, for crying out loud. Okay, I got to take that into consideration. I got to take into consideration as the season waned, you lost to Oklahoma, which is the 17th-ranked team, or rather the 12th-ranked team in the nation. And then I'm looking at Texas' schedule. Yo, Shannon, check this out. Rice, Wyoming, Baylor, Kansas, Houston, BYU, Kansas State, TCU, don't get me started with them, Iowa State, and Texas Tech. Meanwhile, I'm talking about Alabama. If it comes down to this, they will be undefeated in the number one football conference in America, which is the SEC, and they would have beaten the two-time reigning defending national champions in an SEC championship game to do it. I understand if you're going to give me head-to-head, I get that because that's as potent of an argument that you can make for Texas, but I'm looking at it week two of the season compared to what has happened as the season has waned. Alabama hasn't lost a game since. Texas has. Alabama will have beaten the two-time reigning defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs if they were to be undefeated in the number one football conference in America, which is the SEC. Oh, hell to hell to the no. I'm not leaving Alabama out. Alabama. I'm going with that. Let me ask you something, Grip. What what do you think would be more impressive? Texas beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa or Alabama beating Georgia, the two-time in the SEC championship, which would be more impressive? Yeah, I mean, Georgia's looked unbeatable all season long, so Alabama getting that win would be impressive, but they lost to Texas, fellas. They lost to them head-to-head. That's the only thing that matters in this situation. I I, I thought that when you lost to somebody mattered because when normally we see teams lose later in the season, they say, well, we held that against them because they lost late. So now it doesn't matter when you lose. It's just that you lost. And I don't think beating Texas Tech 57-7 is the same as playing Alabama barely squeaking out a win against Auburn in the Iron Bowl. I think that's two different things, and you know rivalry games, how that comes out. So it's going to be very interesting. I agree with everything that you said, Grip, and I think that's what's going to happen. I think the committee is going to look at it and says Texas did go to Tuscaloosa. Alabama has only lost one game in about three years at home. I think the committee is going to say Texas going to Alabama if everything shapes out like you say. Both teams, you know, Texas win, 
and Alabama wins, they're going to say, you know what, at the end of the day, we saw Texas go to Alabama and Tuscaloosa and win that ball game. I think Alabama's going to be on the outside looking in if they were to somehow well, spring uh, upset. Let me throw this before RG3, RG3 chimes in because you know more about this than me. So I want to go first because I want to give you uh, the last word to educate us all. Um, if Alabama were to beat Georgia and you don't, bring, uh, and you don't put Alabama in there, what you gonna do with Georgia? You trying to tell me Georgia yeah, going? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you you trying to tell me Georgia and Alabama gonna be left out, and you ain't gonna have an SEC team in the college football playoffs when they lost thirteen? <laughs> they won thirteen of the last seventeen national championships. Have y'all lost y'all ever loving minds? Are you One of going in. Listen, Alabama. Listen, listen, fellas. Listen. Here's the thing. Past success, as in past years, does not matter this year. So the fact that Georgia is the two-time defending national champion is amazing. But if they lose in the SEC title game and uh, Florida State wins out and you get Michigan in there and you're talking about um, Texas having to get in with a one loss and, uh, as a Big 12 champion, then you won't have an SEC team in the college football playoff. And I know that we get so caught up in the SEC is the greatest conference in all of college football. But the bottom line is if you have so many undefeated champions and then the team that wins the SEC championship lost head-to-head against Texas, then that's going to quantify that there be no SEC teams. And I've called SEC games, fellas. It is the most dominant conference in all of college football. But at the end of the day, the amount of undefeateds at the top right now is what's going to could possibly have a situation where there are no SEC teams. RG, RG3, remember I said this. Quote me on this, my brother. <laughs> remember, TCU messed it up for everybody because when they got annihilated by the way they got annihilated in the, SC, in the national championship game to Georgia last year, if the college football committee, playoff committee, left out the SEC from the college football playoffs, all of them people would need to go into witness protection. They need to go oh, they would. Oh, I'm they would. There's no way. And there is no way that is going to happen. R- no way. And Stephen A., will you do me a favor? Tell RG3, stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> if you think they're going to leave a Georgia team out with okay. one loss, okay. that's not going right. to happen. That was a really good job, Shannon. That was a really good job, but I'm going to do it the way it's supposed to be done. Stay off the weed. <laughs> You know that's, that's what not going to happen, Grill. Ain't no hey, way to leave that Georgia He's been working on the yoga breaths. The lungs were real he held clear that on note. that. He, he held, held that, that note. for a long time. I'm feeling healthy. You know yeah. what? Up high. You are getting in shape. I'm Look at healthy. you big time. <laughs> you might be able to run and do that. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! The latest list following week drop. Stevens A-list. My top five teams in the NFL following week 12. Keep in mind, the list is fluid. Let's just slow it, okay? Let's get right to it. I see you over there laughing already, Shannon Sharp. Where's Jeff Staley? Where's my man at? Put him over on the screen because I want to see him too. Let's go to number five on the list. Give it to me, please. Right here. Bam! The Miami Dolphins. Wow, we just finished talking about them. We just finished talking about how they're a Super Bowl contender. We just finished talking about their lead in the AFC East, how their offense is prolific and what have you. It hasn't gone anywhere. Yes, they haven't beaten stiff competition outside of the Denver Broncos, but the bottom line is they're handling their business. I've got them at top five. Let's go to number four on the list. Please give it to me right now. Bam! Where is it, damn it? Right there. The Kansas City Chiefs. Now, I understand their defense is big time. And I understand they have Patrick Mahomes. And I understand they have Travis Kelsey. But, damn it, they got receivers dropping the football. They're still in first place in the AFC West. They're still a team to be reckoned with. Andy Reid is handling their business. They just beat up on the Raiders, which ain't nothing big to do. We understand who they are. But are they a top three team in the National Football League? Not at this moment. This team is, however, give it to me right now. Bam! The Baltimore Ravens. Why? Did you see Lamar Jackson? You see Gus Edwards? You see that brother Zay Flowers? You see that defense? You see the coach of the John Harbaugh? You see the culture, the consistency, the chemistry, the cohesiveness? This is who the Ravens are. They are playing like the best team in the AFC. Bar none. You can knock it out. Don't even argue with me about that. We don't want to talk about what the Chiefs might do down the road. Right now, at this particular moment in time, the Ravens look more formidable, complete, more complete than the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, let's go to number two. We know the answer to this one. Right there. The screen went black. Damn it to hell with all of that. It's the oh, San like Francisco Beyonce 49ers, okay? That's who the hell they are. We understand what they got. They got Purdy. They got Debo. He's back. Trent Williams is back. Kittles is there. Ayuk is there. McCaffrey is there. Shanahan is there. Bosa is there. Young is there. Warren is there. Armstead is there. These brothers are complete. They're running rough shot over the competition over the last three weeks. We understand how formidable they are. They are clearly a top two team in the National Football League. Arguably a Super Bowl favorite. We just can't put them number one because we know what we're seeing from this team. The best team in football right now is the Philadelphia Eagles. The best record in football. Four double-digit deficits the last four weeks. Come back all four times. We got the Eagles, the 49ers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Dolphins. That is the A-list. Okay, before you go, Shannon, before you go, Jeff, Saturday, we want you at home, First Take fam, to weigh in. Obviously, you know we give out grades here. The QR code, (laughs) scan it, send in the grade. We need to hear from the people. All right, who's up first? I'll go first. In 12 weeks, this is your best list. This might be your best list ever. Um... The only, the only place we differ is five. I got the Cowboys at five. 
everything else is oh, the exact police. Everything else is the exact uh, Cowboys ain't five. The Dolphins beat up on the Jets. So, the Cowboys beat up on the Commanders. The Cowboys beat up on the Commanders. The Cowboys have won five last place teams, man. This is an A plus list. Thank I got no arguments. Wow. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be. I have anybody. a question. Hold it's up. Hold up. List. After you gave him the F last week, did he call you? No, no. But, he but, call but, you and why? We got the, the only thing we differ is the Cowboys at five. Oh, he got the Dolphins. I got the Cowboys. Everything else is identical. A plus. Whoa. A lot. We're coming out with all the moves. Okay. <laughs> Jeff. What's up, Jeff? Listen, first first of all, I must say this. Y'all go back and rewind this show, and y'all go watch Shannon argue with me about the Dolphins and Cowboys back a little bit ago on which team, and now he got the Cow- he got the Cowboys over the Dolphins. So I'm just going back there. I'm with you. The Cowboys should be five. The Dolphins should be six. I agree with that, Shannon. I think you're dead wrong there, Stephen A. I also think the Chiefs got to be above the Ravens. Oh, as much stop as you're saying you about the Ravens, hey, the Chiefs, no, no, the Chiefs defense and the way the Chiefs defense are playing what and the, the trust defense? you got and what no, the, no, and the trust doing? that you have in Patrick Mahomes. Hey, if Mahomes don't got a dude who drops a ball in the in the end zone, they beat the Eagles two weeks ago. But they so did when it. you're talking about what this is, that Chiefs team should be three, oh. then the Ravens, then the Cowboys, and then we hold can on. talk about wait, the wait, Dolphins wait, wait, wait. after that. Hold on, I got to get the grade. Hold on, well, hold on before they get great. Oh, the problem that I got with Jeff is this. I did, if your argument would be more profound if I questioned Patrick Mahomes. I did not. I'm talking about their receivers. That's as to why I don't have faith in the Chiefs over the Ravens. I'm talking about their receivers. Yeah, they I, dropped I, listen, the pass I'm, against Philadelphia. I, they dropped agree, 26 passes they, this year. I agree, but what I'm telling you is the defense with the Chiefs and the ability of Mahomes, you, until somebody knocks them off the AFC, they got to be the top team in the AFC, then the Ravens, then the Cowboys. But see, he's not doing it. He's saying that no matter what, because the Chiefs are who they are, they're going to be top three And they no have the what. best player in the we world. They got the best player in the world. But hold on. Some people need mansplaining. Listen, but go ahead. I, 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 I comprehend. But, 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 but Stephen A., he told us earlier that he liked the Cowboys better than the yeah. Dolphins to get to the Super Bowl. That's right. Even though yeah. they had a tougher role with That's the Eagles right. and, and the Morton And me and you said and, the Dolphins. And, and, and so he's saying that I'm wrong to pick the Dolphins. My yeah. pick yeah. is consistent. I yeah. picked the Dolphins yeah. earlier in the conversation, Jeff. You picked the Cowboys. Yeah. I'm taking I'm taking shots on all y'all. I agree, but they still should be the Cowboys should still be five. Okay. The Cowboys should be five. The Dolphins and you this is a B this is a B B. I'll give you a B. I'll give you a B. I'll give you a B. Ridiculous. Come on, man. Ain't no A plus. No chance. The streets spoken. Do we know yet? The streets no. The streets no. Streets no. America's vote. Come on, man. I got you. I got you. I got you. We got it. You know what I have to say in all seriousness? So, one sec, Jeff, before you jump in all seriousness, it is so interesting to me, this is honest to God, that the fans are usually in sync with what Shannon and Jeff say almost every single week. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. But not today. They were in sync with Shannon. They don't Shannon agree with Jeff. They, 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 they just shoved aside Jeff Saturday. <laughs> they just shoved aside Jeff Saturday. Hey, you know what? Hey, Molly, you know what yeah. happened? Hey, Stephen A. spent some time with his family back during Thanksgiving through the holiday. <laughs> all his family voted today for the first time. He got all his family <laughs> made sure. He, yes. Hey, I'll take yes. care of you on Thanksgiving. You <laughs> take care of my votes. That's what happened. No, That's what happened. So, 
so, that's a good oh, that's the case. And so, Christmas that's the case. is coming. So if that's the case, what's the beef for that? Then you should have known that, <laughs> and then you should have gave. You should have flowed with my family and gave the A. You just hate from Texas. You just that's hate, man. That's A-list. That's A-list right there. Yeah, it is. That's A-list right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that George, that George Jefferson walk right there. I see him. I don't even know what to make of that. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. The Sixers blew up the Lakers last night, 138-94. Joel Embiid was an MVP form, clinching a triple-double by the third quarter, finishing 30-11-11 on the night, while Lakers' big Anthony Davis had 17 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists. Shannon Sharp, here's what I need to know yeah. from you, sir. Is Anthony Davis among the elite bigs in the NBA? Are we including power forwards in that, in that equation, Stephen? Because right. if, I'll if, let if, you if, set if, the rules. No, if you want to, that's fine. Because, if, that's fine. because when I look at fives, it's Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. They're head and shoulders above everybody else that plays that position. Right. But on the consistency, the reason why I bump him down considerably is because of consistency. I know Anthony Davis can give me 40 and 20 in a given night, but I also know he might give me 40, 20 one night, and he might give me 11 and 8 the next night. How about that? There's two times and there's two games this season in which the man has given me zero points in the second half. What am I supposed to do with that? And then people get, man, y'all too hard on AD. He gave me one rebound in a game in the first half and then gave me no points, and he followed it up later this season and gave me no points in the game. It's his lack of, his lack of consistency. That's disturbing for someone that that's ta that talented, that skilled, to not be able to bring it on a nightly basis. Uh, Giannis, obviously, I just watched. Hold on, I just watched Sabonis. Just give him twenty nine and seventeen. Yeah. Man, no, no, no. Yeah, yes, yes. He, you know what, uh, Stephen A. He's almost an elite big by default. Yes. Because there's so few great bigs in the NBA. Yes. So you have to put him up there just based on the talent. And he's a top 75 player all time. You and we're still, having to, we're still having to ask, man, when is AD going to be consistent? When is AD going to give it to us on a nightly basis? Questions that we've never, ever had to ask of another great. Well, here's the, here's the indictment against AD more so than anything else. When he was in New Orleans – he gave you more consistent production when he was on the basketball court. There weren't expectations. I understand that. But how the hell do you give less when LeBron James is your teammate? Because LeBron that. James is your teammate, you got somebody to bail you out. Well, what I was saying, you got somebody to bail you out. But what we're, saying, what we're talking about is this. When you're playing with someone who is so great, mm -hmm. the reality is, is that this is my indictment against Anthony Davis. You're not in condition. 
I'm going to ask the question on National Day. I'm not going to make any accusation. What the hell are you doing with your body? How are you working out in offseason? I'm looking at you. I mean, what do I see? I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, are, are you going to get yourself together? We see a guy in LeBron James, forget his basketball greatness. The brother looks in peak condition all the time. Yes. Whether he's bigger or smaller, he looks in peak condition all the time. That's it. When have we said that about Anthony Davis? What are you doing with your body? What are you doing in LA and OCs? He's going against Embiid eight times. You know what his record is against Embiid? One in what? One in seven. Embiid has beaten him seven of eight times, averaging 25 and 10 against him. Embiid has hit a few three-pointers, like 10 of whatever. I forgot what it was. Anthony Davis is 0 for 13 from three-point range when playing against Joel Embiid. That's what I'm looking at right now. And I'm saying to myself, come on, man, something's got to give. 0 and 13, Embiid is 10 for 31 from three-point range. 25.3 points, 10.8 rebounds, four assists. Anthony Davis is 23-11 with 1.9 assists. 0 for 13 from three-point range. One and seven record against Joel Embiid. This is why, think about it this way, uh, Shannon. This is the best way to put it. Will Chamberlain is one of the most dominant forces we've ever seen yeah. in the history of basketball. We all know this. Right. But why don't you mention Will Chamberlain in his top five? You got to find a handful of people that'll mention him. You know why nobody else mentions him? Because when he went up against Bill Russell, Bill Russell has 11 championships. Right. Will Chamberlain had two. Okay. When you look at Anthony Davis and you see him going up against other big men, what do you do against them? Right. It matters. Wait, so the, the, is he? So is he or isn't he? Is he what? Elite big man? He's an elite big yeah. man in the game, but there's levels to this. Yes. There's levels so, to this. Here's what Anthony Davis okay. has. Anthony so, Davis has a championship, and B does not. That's a given. Okay. That's a given. But the flip side is Anthony Davis isn't really tops in any case. You find yourself looking. MVP ballots, leading Where scorer. Where would you put it? Like rankings. Um, top. To me, he's a top seven player on the planet when he shows up. Right. He's so inconsistent. I, sometimes he's top seven. Sometimes he ain't even top 20. But the thing is, the, that's the problem. Here's what, and I understand your, your Wilt's argument, but I'm saying, okay, Wilt had Sam Jones, Casey Jones, Havlicek. He had Cowan. That's Bill he, Russell. That's Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. Right, right. Anthony Davis has LeBron. It's not like Le, uh, Joel Embiid has this guy and that guy that's so much better than the other players that's on the Lakers, that's not the case. The case that, that's always made against Anthony Davis is that he's always dinged. He doesn't show up. That's the problem. We shouldn't have that about a guy this talented. At what point in time, here we are, we're going to be 15, 16 years in the league, and we're going to be still asking the same questions. If you want to ask those questions, year three, year four, I get it. But not year 10, not year 12, that we're asking the same questions we ask AD. And the difference is, when you didn't show up on a nightly basis in New Orleans, nobody gave a damn. That's why Zion wants to get out of there. Nobody was watching. But when you come to L.A., they don't care what you did in New Orleans. They don't care what you did anywhere. And they shouldn't. And LeBron had to find out. Look at LeBron's resume when he came to L.A. They said, okay, you're going to win us a title? That's right. What you going to do for and us? And he did it. And he did it. And he did it. So, Anthony, AD needs to understand, yes, we understand what you did. You was 28 and 12 and 27 and 13. We, we, they, they need that here in, at the Lakers. They need you to be dominant and, on a and, nightly and, basis. And because the Laker Nation is so knowledgeable about the sport and so knowledgeable about qualifications that come with working and wearing that purple and gold, 
to see a guy that LeBron is going to be 39 years of age yeah. in his 21st season, to see him being better than you, to see him having to carry the team right. instead of you, you that's the ultimate indictment because they're like, yo, you're supposed to be taking some of this off of his shoulders. And you know what the, And you know what Laker Nation knows better than anybody else? Winning. Big. They got Chamberlain. They had Jabbar. Mike they it. had Shaq. They had Powell. What? George Mikan. Yeah, so they and, know Biggs. And, they, and Wilt, by the way. And, and Wilt. And they, so right. they know they, there's a level of expectation. And he ain't we, living up to it. It's really he that ain't simple. Up to it. Ain't nobody, hey, we're not beating AD up. we just giving you the facts. AD needs to play better on a nightly basis. He just, Seven you know, rebounds you know, is unacceptable. Uh, you know what? AD needs to bring his game. We, it's not like he don't have it. We know what he could do. If he were a scrub, we wouldn't be having this no, conversation. No, no. We're having this conversation because we know he's great. You just don't show it every night. No. You don't show up with the level of consistency that needs have to show it. LeBron James would have to tell me to go home because I'm going to be working out with him. I, what, what you eating tonight? Oh, I'm eating that too. He's going to have to tell me to go home because there's no way there's somebody that great in yeah. that close of proximity to me yeah, and me not get something. They better never let nobody me have a conversation with you know a billionaire we, we, or somebody. We, we, we might we might have to revisit the conversations about people who have departed from the Lakers and you know they were deemed to be problematic. Maybe their problem was they were imitating Shannon and willing to say that stuff to AD that nobody else was willing to say. Oh yeah, that, and that's why they not there. Yeah, that, that's probably why I can't. That, that. That, that's why they not there. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, it's just a guess. It's just a guess. Last five MVPs, Giannis twice, Joker twice, and Embiid. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Shannon, I don't know if you heard, but Russell Wilson and the Broncos having quite the comeback season after winning five straight, including handing the Chiefs a stunning loss. The Bills, meanwhile, started the year strong, but have uh, lost three of their last four, including Sunday night's OT loss to Philly. The Broncos just outside the AFC playoff field, but will have a chance to move ahead of the Texans, who they play this Sunday. we got good games this Sunday. Yep. Just behind Denver are the 6-6 six and six Buffalo Bills, who have the toughest remaining schedule, that according to our analytics. So... Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Famer, tell me this. Who has a better chance to make the playoffs? <laughs> I can't believe I'm asking the this. country. Bronco country. Okay, there no we go. No country for old Broncos or Bills? Broncos. I'm looking, you know, at Texans, at Chargers, at Lions. And then they get the Patriots, Chargers, and Raiders at home. You win three, nine and seven, probably going to get you in, Stephen A. I believe nine and seven will get you one of the, get, get you the last remaining wild last card. Last Raiders game's on the road, though. Um, yeah. They're the Raiders. Okay. They're the Raiders. I'll just make sure. They're the Raiders. Okay. Yeah, we got them. Okay. Yeah, we got them. We right. make it a playoff. You feel that way? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about how they run the football on first and second down. Mm-hmm. And how predictable and relatively pedestrian they are offensively. And yeah. they just rely on their defense and Russell Wilson saving them on third downs. 
I think that against Houston, against the Chargers, against Detroit, against the Chargers again, that's four games. And then the season finale with the Raiders having absolutely nothing to lose at home, you never know how that could pan out. So yeah. we can't underestimate that. Because you have nothing to lose and it's the last game of the season for you. You go all out. I you trust the Brandon Staley? Nah. Is he still the coach of the Chargers? You trust him? I'm saying two losses. I don't believe they'd lose to Denver twice. I think they'll beat them one time. I think they'll beat them one time. I think Detroit can take them. I think Houston might take them. So for me personally, I'm looking at Buffalo. Josh Allen, 24 TDs, 33 TDs when you can include the nine rush TDs that he's had, even though they're one and three in games against teams with winning records, losing the last three. At the end of the day, there's a level of urgency that comes attached with Buffalo. I think Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills find a way to get in. At Chiefs, Cowboys at home, at Chargers, at Dolphins. You like them? Two and two record at that time. Yeah. That's all we need. And we already beat Buffalo head to head. That's true. Thank you very That's much. True. I appreciate That's that. We're going to the playoff. Know. Let's go, Bronco Country. We're going to the playoffs. Get the tickets ready. Mind. I'm just not sure. I'm right, sure. Well, you got to do something more. Often. Well, I'm going to buy my tickets. I'm going to order my tickets online right Man, now. You probably, you probably ain't going back to Denver. You probably, it's cold. It's cold. You probably ain't going. We're going to be on the road anyway. We're going to be on the road anyway. Listen, your city was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thank We're gone. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.